Very early that Sunday morning, the women made their way to the tomb, carrying the spices they had prepared. Arriving at the tomb, they discovered that the huge stone covering the entrance had been rolled aside, so they went in to look. But the tomb was empty. The body of Jesus was gone. They stood there, stunned and perplexed. Suddenly, two men in dazzling white robes, shining like lightning, appeared above them. Terrified, the women fell to the ground on their faces. The men in white said to them, Why would you look for the living one in a tomb? He is not here, for he has risen. Leaving the tomb, they went to break the news to the eleven and to all the others of what they had seen and heard. When the disciples heard the testimony of the women, it made no sense. They were unable to believe what they had heard. But Peter jumped up and ran the entire distance to the tomb to see for himself. Stooping down, he looked inside and discovered it was empty. There was only the linen sheet lying there. This, this right here, this is what we're here to celebrate this morning. Hello everyone, and welcome to Cedar Valley Church online, and now on Minecraft. My name's Grant, and this is Leslie, believe it or not. Hello! And don't worry, we're not doing the entire service on Minecraft, but we are here now to help promote a fun little activity for you kids later on this afternoon, because we know some of you absolutely love this game. And we know some of your parents love it too. This is a Minecraft Easter egg hunt and we've set up an amazing adventure map to search around with uh, with your friends. You can hop on and that's happening at 3.30 and 4 p.m. And you can find all of the technical details you need for this afternoon on our website. If this is your first time joining us, an extra special welcome to you. We wish we could shake your hand, but until that day comes back, we still want to get to know you better. Right now, our main means of communication is through email, Facebook, and Instagram. You can sign up. No, no, that's a signpost. <laughs> you can sign up for newsletters or find links to follow all, all of our pages on our website. That's cedarvalley.ca. We have also been abundantly blessed by your encouragement, support, and generosity, even while we meet remotely. And if you're looking for some help in giving remotely, some of those details on how to do that, you can head over to our website, that's cedarvalley.ca, and click on the tab or button that says Give. We have online giving options set up, including e-transfer and direct debit giving. We also want you to know that we have some communication chains set up to make sure that no one has to go without essentials at home during this time. If you or someone you know could use an extra hand with groceries, medication, pickups, or just plain need somebody to talk to or pray with, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us. We would love to talk with you. We would love to help you out. You can get in touch with us by emailing us. That's pray at cedarvalley.ca. Or you can message us here on Facebook or Instagram or give us a phone call at 604-826-2445. Really, you can just Google it. You'll find us. We're on there. We're going to be led in a time of worship this morning in just a moment. There will be lyrics on the screen so you can sing along, you can hum or stay silent and join however you feel comfortable. After that, we have a special lesson from Kids Pastor Doug. 
and we'll be ending with a message from Pastor Rob. And before we head into all of that, if you're watching this live, Leslie and I are here playing one of our new favorite games during this time. But here's a question for you. What's a great game you've been playing with your friends or family during this time while staying home? Please join us as we sing this morning. Sing it out, sing it out, 
Cedar Valley. We'd like to share a new song with you. It's uh, written by Phil Wickham. It's called Living Hope. And it really is true just how amazing our Savior is. He's alive. He is alive and he's here today. And he comes into those dark places in our lives and he renews us and uh, restores us to the presence of our Heavenly Father. So please uh, enjoy this song. Sing along if you know it. Uh, we just love for you to uh, worship uh, at home with us. Love. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us in a time of worship, Cedar Valley. We're so glad that you're all online with us this morning. And if you're watching this later on, welcome to the party. If there's one thing that is staying at home as much as possible has been weighing down on me is that all this energy I've got just makes me go a little bit weird. Leslie can attest to that. But you know what? Have you been getting a little bit weird these days? Regardless, we're so excited that you're able to be part of this experience with us this morning. Uh, the video is going to stay up online so you can watch it later on too. But uh, really, you know what? We, uh, we miss you and we just want to bless you as well in this time. It's very true. We really miss you guys, Cedar Valley. We are so thankful for your continued support as we navigate this really uncharted territory. Um, even as a city, as a province, as a whole world really, we're learning how to do this well. And we thank you for your, for your support during this time. Uh, in light of that, we're going to lead you now in a time of prayer. So pre please pray with us. God, we thank you for who you are, that you are sovereign, you are true, you are good, and you know all things, the beginning and the end. We are so thankful we can come to you during this time of unknown and rest in the fact that you do know. Thank you so much for those you've put in place who are leading Canada so well right now, God. Give them rest, give them confidence. Give them hope and give them wisdom as they make difficult decisions and face unknowns. Thank you for their clear and calm communication, for their amazing support that they're providing for Canadians so that we can all stay home. Mm -hmm. God, we pray for all the workers on the front lines. For those in healthcare, keep them safe. Keep them protected and keep their hearts open to continuing to love people who are sick and struggling. Give them a sense of hope and bright spots in their day. God, I ask for rest for them at night and that their families would be supportive and healthy during this time too. God, for those in transport, safety, and rescue, keep them safe as well. Encourage them with bright spirits and a desire to serve people. Help them to make wise decisions in the midst of all of this, God. And be with our educators right now. As they navigate online learning and connecting to their students in a brand new way, I ask that you would help facilitate those meetings well that students would feel cared for and loved even from afar. Be with those parents who have overnight have found themselves in the role of teacher and mom or dad to their kids. 
Give them ideas, fun lessons, patience, and grace as their kids grieve not going back to school. The battle in this world is still going on, God. We pray for your triumph over evil, that in this time, louder than ever, your salvation, your victory takes hold of lives. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Hey there, Bible Adventure Kids. It's Easter. What a great day that we have to celebrate. Now, one of the things we usually do at Easter is our resurrection eggs. Now, we didn't get a chance to do that because we haven't been meeting at the church, but we're going to do them this morning. Hopefully, you all have them at home and you can go through them with us. You open them as we open them and we're going to remember how we got to Easter and we're going to follow Jesus. So, I have Silas and Caleb to help me. And you know what? We're all living together in the same house, so it's okay if we sit right close together. So, Silas, can you pick the first blue egg and show us what is in our first egg? Pop it open, hold it up so everybody can see. And it's the donkey. We remember Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. That's right. And you can just set it right in here once you're done here. All right. Okay, Caleb, you pick the next one right here. What's inside our second egg? Pop it open. Oh, no. Oh, no. There goes the money. Quick, get the money. Yeah, rolled right out of the way there. Can you find it? All right, bring it back. Okay. Now, three coins. One of Jesus' friends, he told the guards... And the soldiers where Jesus was because they gave him some money. Now, Silas, there our next egg here. Pop it open, and what do we have in there? Let me show it to everybody. It's a little cup. That's right. That reminds us that Jesus got together with his friends, and they had a special meal together, and he told them what would happen to him as they had their meal together, the Passover meal. All right, Caleb, here, you pop the top right off that one. What's inside there? Show everybody what we have in there. You hold it right like this. No, I can do it. It's praying hands. That's because Jesus went up onto the mountain with his friends to pray. Because it was really important that he talked to God. That's right, his father. All right, Silas, green one, what do we have? What's our next egg as we follow Jesus here? Oh, hold that up there. Oh, that looks like a whip. Well, Jesus was arrested by the soldiers. And one of the things they did, which was really mean, is they whipped him on his back with a whip. That wasn't very nice at all. And that really hurt Jesus. Okay, Caleb, what's in this one? Our yellow one. Pop it up. Hold it up for everybody to see. It's, it's the chicken. Now, why a chicken? Well, one of Jesus' friends, Peter, he said, Oh, I'm going to follow you all the time, and I'll always say good things about you. But then he didn't do that. And when the chicken crowed for the third time, he remembered that, Oh, no, he didn't tell people about Jesus. And he was sorry. Okay, Silas, what's our next one here? That other orange one, what's in there? Hold it up. Oh, it's the crown of thorns. When people were being mean to Jesus, the soldiers, 
They said, oh, you're a king. They made him a crown, but it was thorns and it hurt him a lot just because they were making fun of him. Okay, Caleb, our green one. What's in here? Can you pop that top? Oh, what is that? Can you yeah, hold it so everybody can see? You can? Good. That was the cross. They took Jesus to the cross and they nailed him to a cross. And then he was on the cross for our sins. He took all of our sins to the cross. Thank you. And we have four more left. Okay, Silas, what's in there? What is that? Oh, the soldiers even jabbed Jesus with a spear while he was on the cross. Oh, Jesus did so many things that hurt him, but all for us because he loved us so much. Three more. Okay, what do we have? Oh, here we go. When Jesus died, they wrapped his body in a beautiful white cloth. And they took him to be buried. And our second last one, Silas, what do we have? What's in there? Oh, you show everybody so they can see it? It is a big, it's a rock. When they put him in the tomb, that was the grave, they sealed it up with a big stone so nobody could take him, nobody could get in or out. And then Caleb, our very last one, it's white, pop it open. Show everybody what's inside, show them. Nothing, it's empty. That's because Jesus, he rose from the grave and he saved us from our sins and that's why we can be happy at Easter. Thanks kids for following along and you can tell your friends and your other family all about Jesus and his story. Can you guys say goodbye to everybody? Bye and say happy Easter. Happy Easter. What a story. Welcomed as a king. Branches laying on the road and cloaks. Crucified alongside two criminals. Raised from the dead three days later. Why does it matter? It's a great question. It's a fair question. It matters because you and I were created to be in relationship with the one who created us. God. Maybe I could put it this way. I don't think any of us have children, if we're fortunate enough to have children, to not have a relationship with those children. (laughs) No one says, let's have some children and ignore them. In fact, there's a hole, there's, there's loss in us as parents and in us as children when we are out of relationship with each other, the creator and the created. I think the same is true of our relationship with God. Until we find it and develop it, I think there's something missing in our lives. We might try to find this meaning, this purpose, this wholeness in other ways, like through money or alcohol or drugs or sex, or power, or fame, or food. I'm sure there's more, but they, they all fall short, leaving us feeling hollow. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He is the 
only one who could and did do what he did to satisfy our hunger for meaning and purpose in life. To satisfy our hunger for forgiveness and relationship with God. And to satisfy our hunger for more life after life. But why did he come? And why did he have to die? Also good questions. Fair questions to ask. He came because we cut ourselves off from God with our sin. Sin being the choices we make apart from God's good will for our lives. We hurt ourselves. We hurt each other with the things that we think and say and do. And it, and it breaks God's heart, his father heart. And so like a good dad, he came up with a solution. He gave himself to solve that separation. The Bible says that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ Jesus, not counting people's sins against them. That's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. So God has healed the rift in our relationship with him through his son, Jesus, who is God himself, which is to say God came for us, for our good. The Bible says that God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. That scripture is found in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Jesus died for us, meaning he died instead of us. He took our sin upon himself and nailed it to the cross. Or as one English version of the Bible puts it, when you were stuck in your old sin-dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. God brought you alive right along with Christ. Think of it. All sins forgiven. The slate wiped clean. The old arrest warrant, which the Old Testament law, canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. Woo, that's so good. Maybe a story might help to make this even clearer. Do you have a car? Well, let's say you're driving home this weekend and you get going a little fast at around 130 kilometers. You get stopped, the police officer got you on radar and you're, you're toast. They impound your car and bring you straight to the courthouse to face the judge. The good news is that the town judge is your dad. He loves you. He'll let you off. Everything is going to be fine. But as you enter the courthouse, you remember that your dad is a really good judge. He never punishes the innocent, but he always punishes the guilty because he's a good and just judge. So you're now a little nervous. Which is going to win out, his love or his justice? He's your dad and he loves you, but he's also the judge and... He will follow the law. 
What do you think he'd do? Which would win? Love or justice? So you're standing before your dad, the judge, and he says to you, this officer says you were going 130 kilometers, and that's 30 kilometers over the speed limit. How do you plead? What would you say? Yeah, that's good. Because you are guilty. (laughs) So your dad looks at you and he says, that will be $500 as a fine or a week in jail. Guilty as charged. And he bangs his gavel. Well, you don't have any money, so the bailiff comes to take you away so you can start serving your time in jail. That's when your dad, the judge, stands up and says, Wait a minute. Bring him back here. Then your dad takes off his robe and walks down from behind the bench. He reaches into his coat pocket, takes out his checkbook, and writes the court a check for $500, the exact amount of the fine you owe. Then he offers that check to you. Now, as he stands there offering you the check, what do you do? Do you accept it or do you reject it? Sin is our jailer. Jesus is our jailbreaker. The Bible says if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Free from what, though? Free from the guilt and shame of cutting our Creator out of our lives, our relationship with God restored through Jesus. Free from meaninglessness. God has good plans and purposes for us. Free from the fear of death. Death is not the end, so sang Bob Dylan. Not for those freed by Jesus, says the Bible. Remember the story of Lazarus? Death is the beginning of a new life with God and without the entanglements and crushing weight of sin. I love how one of my favorite authors puts it, Dallas Willard, when it relates to that life that happens after this life. Your eternal destiny, I'm quoting now, is not cosmic retirement. It is to be part of a tremendously creative project under unimaginably splendid leadership on an inconceivably vast scale with ever-increasing cycles of fruitfulness and enjoyment. That is the prophetic vision which eye has not seen and ear has not heard. Free from guilt and meaninglessness, and fear, and free for a with God life, a life of enjoying him and loving others as ourselves, a life of partnering with God to do good things, and a life infused with his spirit in us to guide us and to strengthen us for these days that we find ourselves in. Now, all of this said, it is not a life 
of ease or without problems. We still live on a broken planet where lots of people remain estranged from the God who made them and loves them, where people often hurt each other and themselves, and where disease and viruses roam. Even in this, though, Jesus told us the truth when he said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, said Jesus. I have overcome the world so that we can be overcomers through his strength and power and design. Now, as Jesus stands there and offers you freedom and truth, what will you do with that? Accept it or reject it? Will you place your faith in Jesus to restore your relationship with God to free you from guilt and meaninglessness and fear, and to free you for a life with him? Or will you continue to cut yourself off from God? The choice is yours, and it's one you should take your time thinking through, ask questions. But if you're ready today, to place your faith in Jesus Christ. You could pray a prayer something like this with me. And maybe you want to close your eyes, to, to, to focus and to be able to repeat after me. You might say, I'm sorry, first of all. God, for the things I've done that have broken your heart and hurt me and hurt others. Would you forgive me? I turn to you for healing and a new way to live. Thank you that you died on the cross for me so that I could be forgiven and set free. I I accept, I receive this gift of love as an expression of your inexplicable and boundless kindness to me. I invite you into my life by your spirit to be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. If, if you prayed this prayer with me or something like it using your own words, can I ask you to do one thing? Can I ask you to please let someone know? Please tell someone who knows and loves God so that they can help you in your next steps of faith. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, made free, restored in relationship with your creator. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. That's in Romans chapter 10, Verses 9 and 10. This is what Christians remember and celebrate at Easter. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins, for a life of meaning here and now, and for a time to come when we will live with God in perfect, unbroken joy and peace.
It's a shame that we can't celebrate together this Easter, but it is exciting to think that there are billions of people all over the world who are remembering and celebrating Jesus Christ, our Lord, this Easter day, including you and me. So thanks for joining. And it's also a good time to remind ourselves that we don't go to church. We are the church who when we will be able to, does not forsake meeting together because of the power of togetherness and what we do and who we worship together. Even still, when we can't be together, we can still act as one. In that spirit, I have a couple of ideas for you to celebrate Easter at home today. You could build your own resurrection eggs kit. Just go online for how to build it, and you'll probably also find a script on how to tell a story, which you might tell again yourselves today and just review and enjoy and train yourselves in, and maybe even has to add this as a piece to share with others, others who don't know and may not believe in Jesus, whose story might compel them when you tell them compel them to think it through and be open maybe to an invitation to follow Jesus just as you are. You could read the resurrection story for yourself with or without eggs, doesn't really matter, from the Bible. It's recorded in all four of the Gospels. Just go to the end of any one of them and you'll find it there. A third thing you could consider is you could spend some time in prayer And may I suggest specifically regarding COVID-19, comfort for those who have lost loved ones, healing for those who are currently sick or who have tested positive, and protection for those who have not yet or not hopefully ever been struck by the virus. You could plant eggs around the house, Easter eggs, chocolate, plastic ones filled with puzzle clues, whatever you might, and have an Easter egg hunt. Have some fun today. Number five, you could drop something off at a neighbor's. Now, we want to be super careful here, and don't be offended if it's not picked up, but be careful to wipe it down with sanitizer, and I wouldn't do this with many people, maybe just your immediate physical neighbor, call them to let them know it's there. Or wearing gloves, right? You could ring the door, back up six to eight feet, and wish them a happy Easter from a safe distance where you have left something for them or you're just saying happy Easter. A sixth idea, you could get out some chalk and draw something relating to the Easter message on your driveway or on the laneway or somewhere visible where friends, families, neighbors might be able to see that. Trace the shape of of the cross, write he is risen or God loves you, maybe a rainbow because that's a really good Bible story. Whatever Whatever you think makes sense, that could be pretty fun too. 
and practice physical distancing in that, if you would. Okay. You could then finally get together with family and friends online and wish them happy Easter. Enjoy your day, Cedar Valley. Enjoy this Easter. He is risen, to which you are seeing where you are, I hope. He is risen indeed. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for coming to us when we had our backs turned to you. Thank you, Jesus, for taking my sins upon you at the cross, giving me the chance to be restored to the one who made me and loves me. And Spirit of God, thank you for dwelling in me to lead me to God's best for me and others and to point out to me when I've missed that. In Jesus' powerful and precious name I pray, amen. Blessings.